This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello, I'm Andy Braithwaite and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. Wherever you are listening from, I hope you are safe and well. In this episode, my guest is Alex Dunn the Managing Director of UK Office Products Dealer Group, Superstat. Now, Superstat has just introduced an initiative called the Sales Academy, which aims to help sales professionals in the business products industry develop their sales approach. I asked Alex a little bit about the Academy, but the major part of our conversation was focused on the challenges salespeople have had to face over the past year, and what some of the permanent changes to their role may be post-COVID. Hi Alex, good to see you today. Thank you for joining me on this episode of OPI Talk. Hi Andy, hi, thanks very much. Delighted to be here. Perhaps we'll start off if you could just give us a very quick personal intro of yourself and then the Superstack group as well. Yeah, sure. Um, So Superstack began in uh, 1994. It was set up by... I should say my father, Ivan, and a guy called Chris Collinson. Um, and I did two months as Chris's office junior as a holiday job. Um, I then did our first proper conference a year later. Um, and basically, ne- he never got rid of me from that point <laughs> onwards. Okay. Um, so so you, you've, you've, been, you've been there, thereabouts within the group since the mid, mid-90s or so? I'm afraid so. Yeah, that's uh, that's all my working life, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, okay. but those, those guys retired. Chris retired uh, about 2016, and Ivan retired just recently mm. as chairman. So there's there's now three of us on the board: uh, myself, Carly Haley, Richard Lockley. Um, mm-hmm. We took over as a management team when Chris retired in 2016, um, and a lot's changed since then. I would say we. We, we, when we took over, we really wanted to get back to basics of doing what we felt a dealer group should do. At the time, we felt we were probably fighting on too many fronts mm. and needed to concentrate on doing one thing and doing it well. Yeah. And the, the, the thing that we wanted to do was to look after the interests of our core membership and help them succeed. Mm. So we, we actually wound down three businesses plus okay. a managed services mm. operation that we had going at the time. Right just to focus on being a dealer group. Okay. All right, good. And obviously a key part to a dealer group and the dealer is sales. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Partly tying sure. in partly tying in with a new initiative that you've you've started recently called your Sales Academy. So perhaps you can just tell us a little bit about what that is, uh, what it what it does, how it works and those kind of things. Sure. Um so the Academy, in, in essence, it's a subscription-based uh, series of monthly online training sessions using proven te- sales techniques, but tailored a little bit to our industry. But really, the, what we're trying to achieve is uh, we have a whole community of like-minded sales professionals who want to learn together, share some stuck points and some solutions, and maybe even inspire each other a little bit and people who really want to be the very best they can be. So it's, it's, it's open to everyone in our supply chain, everyone in that mm. channel, dealers, suppliers, 
Yeah. Other partners we work with, um, back office systems houses, trade federations. Okay. So Ladies not- and gentlemen of the yeah. press, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who wants to sharpen up. <laughs> okay. So obviously not just for Superstat members. Um, no, it's, it's, there's a, there's a price advantage for Superstat members, a very good price advantage to the point where if you were a dealer and not in the group, you might consider joining. Mm. Um, but we wanted to include, uh, like I say, suppliers and other, other partners that we work with who, uh, I feel might want to understand what dealer salespeople are up against mm. on a day-to-day basis. And those those dealer salespeople are out there selling the manufacturer's products. So um, yeah. I think it would be useful for those people to to get involved and hear what, what it's like at the sharp end as well. Okay, well, good, good luck with that sales academy. Let's look at maybe the past 12 months or so. Obviously a challenging time for, for a lot of people and in particular the office products industry, if we can still call it that. What you know, you've obviously been in, in very close contact with your your members. What, from a sales perspective, at least, have been some of the the key challenges that they've faced over the past year or so? Oh well, I think I mean dealers we spoke to, we were speaking to this time last year. The the, the more immediate problems were things like, am I allowed to go to the to work? Am I allowed to go into the office? Can my suppliers still supply? Are my people allowed to come into work? Are they safe? Mm. Um, are my wholesalers going to be around in a month? And um, as a group that majored with spices on most, you know, more or less since we started 25 years ago, um, they didn't survive. And that was a massive, massive challenge for us and okay. for our dealers. So it, all right. I was going to say, yeah, admit, amidst all the, the COVID challenges, you had, you had the, obviously the spices issue to deal with as well. Absolutely. Um, so that was a massive shakeup mm. for us. Going back to salespeople mm. and adapting to COVID, perhaps working from home, using digital tools, getting used to having you know, Zoom calls instead of meeting clients. How do you think that people have adapted in general? Well, working from home has been a challenge for a lot of salespeople because the, the, you end up feeling isolated. It's, it's difficult to motivate yourself sometimes when you're sat on your own at home and you, you don't have the buzz of the office and people to bounce off um, the the technology side of it i think if, if you can master that um that that makes a tremendous difference we talk a lot about a, a um, in the training we talk about a, a, a bat triangle it's behavior attitude technique and the, I suppose the traditional way of looking at it is you, you might learn a bit of technique and that might improve your attitude, change your attitude, get, give you the get up and go to go and do something. But I think the reality is that what actually drives your attitude is, is doing it. Um, you know, I don't want to use the phrase JFDI, but just just doing it gives you the <laughs> you fill in the blanks. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let our listeners work, work that one out for themselves. <laughs> And it, it, it's the doing the behavior that actually gives you that kind of positive attitude towards selling. Um, and mm. Yeah, sure, bring a bit of technique into it and that might give you a bit of impetus to do it. But um, once you've done it, that is, it is all about doing the behavior. And that's that's the same now. It's probably, I think maybe everything's just that little bit harder 
now. So you've got to try that bit harder. Everything's a bit more difficult, a bit more time consuming. Mm. You've got to prepare a little bit better. You, you know, People talk mm. about Zoom fatigue. I think once you do get selling on Zoom, you, you do a few Zooms, you, you do find yourself tired for some reason. You think, well, why am I so tired? I'm just sitting on a chair looking at a screen and I'm not working on a building site. But um, there's, mm. the, you know, there is a science behind it. There's, you have to mm. do a lot of things that are a bit harder than actually in a face-to-face meeting where you pick up on non-verbal cues naturally without mm. trying. There's quite intense eye contact for a long period of time. You are rooted to a chair. You can't move. It's quite restrictive. So there are those mm. things that that come into it, but I think there are some techniques for it as well. There's some some you know, things we cover in the in the academy of different ways to um, get the most out. Of, certainly the tech side of it, uh, and things mm. you can do on video that that make you maybe stand out from the crowd a bit more. It's just maybe that bit more important to stand out from the crowd. Yeah, sure. And I guess you've got different degree degrees of tech savviness within within any, any sales organization, perhaps tied to a generational thing as well. Perhaps the the the, the younger people are, are more used to being uh, in front of a screen and making videos, whereas slightly older older folks won't be. Well, sure. Yeah. I think I don't think even, you know, regardless of age, I don't think many people um had necessarily thought of using short promotional videos you know they don't have these things don't have to be professionally produced um quite the reverse but that can that can just be a a thing that's a little bit different that can make you stand out Mm. um you know include that in an email perhaps um but yeah maybe older people uh are slightly more reticent but what again once they get going with it they can really do some really good with it right so message is don't be afraid of the technology use it to your advantage well absolutely um it i think i think if you if you get practiced with it um it becomes second nature and then when when you're in the heat of battle you you know you can switch things on really quickly and switch between screens and uh, there's just some yeah. basics really that um can make your life a lot easier and i think you, the onus is usually on you as the salesperson to get that bit right so you, you do have to prep a little bit more and you can't can't really wing it on those things okay alex obviously you're based in the uk we're hearing lots of good things and positive things about the the vaccination rollout in the Mm -hmm. uk so you know while it's still early days perhaps a sense that things might return to if i can say normal by the end of the summer or some some degree of normalcy we're not sure Mm i mean from a sales point of view do you think things will ever go back to being how they were before i don't think we'll ever go back to the exactly the same i think a, a few a few a few things will stick i think a, a lot of people a lot of people who were probably a lot of employers who were very anti working from home probably and a lot of people i speak to who were very anti working from home have, have changed that attitude and seen it working in practice mm. So I think that's the thing that's here to stay. At the same time, a lot of people I know are itching to get back to the office for, you know, for the miss the social side and 
keeping on top of what's going on. How, how do you think that will impact a dealer, for example, a dealer's sales organisation? Will they have the same number of salespeople they had before? Are they perhaps looking at doing more or the same with fewer people, having hybrid models of people working at home and visiting clients, uh, looking at changing their inside versus outside sales structures, for example, anything on, on any of those topics? Well, a lot, of, a lot of dealers we talk to have always had people uh, working from home or working flexibly to some extent. Um, mm. I think a, a lot of people will continue to work from home and you can cover a lot more ground on the phone. So I think there will be a mixture and um, might be a question of getting the appointment in, in a sort of traditional way. But I think once once there's a definite advantage to having a face-to-face -face meeting, particularly with a big prospect or a big client, just to start that bonding and rapport going and then maybe mm -hmm. follow on with uh, online meetings as it might be now. Right. Okay. Again, as it's it's a COVID trend that we we've said often before that it's accelerated you know, trends that were already in place beforehand. So yeah, right. from what you've just said, sales sales is no exception. Absolutely, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. In the in the sales process and you know, gaining skills etc. How important are you know, the actual manufacturers and maybe the wholesale distributors in that in that whole part of training, training up the salespeople to be proficient and, and knowledgeable, or perhaps even taking on some of the workload themselves of, of what a salesperson might be expected to do? Sure. They, they, I mean, there's definitely a role for um, manufacturers within within the academy it is in the plan to involve. Um, they're certainly invited to join if they want to improve their sales skills mm. just as individuals. And uh, like I say, find out a little bit more about dealers but obviously dealers are having to make sure they, they're skilled up to sell in new product areas and that that's typically been one of the stumbling blocks for for selling in new product areas is, is really having this the slightly different sales skills that you, you need there can be a bit of a um, confidence barrier there perhaps but one of the ideas we had, um, we've been talking to manufacturers and suppliers about is um, in terms of selling in new product areas, what I'd really like to do is, is put those product areas through the Academy Mincer and turn that into um, a, a sales, a dedicated sales training session, say for whether it's packaging or workwear or whatever it is. And, and give the dealers all the training that they need to be proficient in selling that product area. So give them a proper full playbook, how to sell this, who to speak to, what to say, what questions to ask, what objections to expect, scripts. So not just, I think people focus on the product training. And if anything, a bit too much knowledge can be a dangerous thing on that. You end up talking <laughs> people out of buying something. But um, so we, yeah, we sometimes the suppliers themselves don't necessarily have all that stuff ready to go. So if we could package that all up um, and then give the, give the salespeople all the tools they need to go out and be proficient in selling these areas, that, yeah, that's, that's part of the plan. 
Sure. Well, that certainly has been one of the challenges, hasn't it? Is the diversity yeah. or the diversification of, of the products o- over the past few years and the, the knowledge that uh, people are expected to have? It, it has. I think that's another thing that's been accelerated by this pandemic. I think dealers have proved that they can sell in, in new product areas because they've, they've had mm. to perhaps. But you know, whilst you see traditional office products, at, whether it's a half or a third of what it should be, that if you look at the top line sales of dealers, they they are not a million miles away from where they would have been this time last year. So they're, they're selling something, even if it's not just pens mm. and pencils. So it just shows yeah. that, you know, they, they can adapt. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know to what extent salespeople have been hit by or taken advantage of, perhaps I should say, the, the furlough scheme in the UK or whether dealers have thought, you know, I need to keep the sales ticking over and these are the people I need to, to keep on. I, th- I think the, the reality is a lot of dealers have used that furlough scheme quite extensively. To, yeah. to balance the books but they have balanced the books and they're here to tell the tale um yeah a lot a lot of salespeople are still on furlough some some of the yeah. perhaps the more sales oriented dealers have brought those people back earlier than others but there's quite a few salespeople still on furlough which brings its own challenges and people sort of sure it does yeah. touch with yeah. what's going on and not keeping their hand in yeah what do you think the situation will be like when the furlough scheme comes to an end currently that's planned for september i i think the end of september here yeah well i mean let's see what happens it, it it could move again for all we know it certainly has done every time but um mm. assuming it is the end of september this time um i think some dealers have made tough decisions already and and right. reshaped their team and then others are waiting to see what happens i suppose they're, they're probably anticipating that the sales of covid related products will tail off hopefully um but also that as the economy recovers the the sales of the traditional products might come back and hopefully it might dovetail and business mm. will be at a level that will sustain these people who, who are on furlough at the moment but i think there's going to be a lot of um redundancies unfortunately at the end of september as it stands but dealers are are, like i say they've been balancing their books um and they're still going and they've adapted very well to selling new product areas so if the economy does recover you know the sales of the traditional products could easily double and and get back to somewhere near a lot of economists are predicting that the uk economy will bounce back to pre-covid levels which i don't think Mm. I don't know many people who've budgeted for that, but um, yeah, it'd be great if it did. Yeah, yeah, and I wonder whether things like you know buy buy local and then the work from home trends could be opportunities for for local resellers. Sure, um, there's a lot of dealers getting into the buy local message quite rightly, and there's probably a lot of people who are currently working from home with things held together with elastic bands and stuff swiped from the office that they probably don't want to have hanging around their dining rooms for eternity if they make the decision to work from home on a permanent basis feel there's going to be a lot of people kitting their home offices out and they Mm. probably won't want um, 
cheap and nasty office looking stuff in there they'll probably want nice branded things and attractive looking furniture mm. and the right kit so there's bound to be opportunities there for sure yeah yeah one thing i was going to ask and i don't think i did the the role of the customer visit is that going to fundamentally change is it going to have to provide more added value than perhaps it did in the past well i suppose possibly yeah people might be more reticent about having people salespeople visit them and, and want to get more efficient but mm. i suppose good salespeople are efficient with their time and they'll probably use the the tech to make better use of their time it's always good to have an, a face-to-face meeting i think especially when you if you know for dealer salespeople looking to get win big accounts there is a face-to-face element it's difficult almost impossible to win a really big account on the phone so you have to go and see those ones really but i think once you've had that initial meeting and you've you've seen the whites of someone's eyes i think you can you can do a lot remotely from that point onwards and mm. have sh- shorter more frequent meetings virtually okay all right just one final question you look too young to have been in sales for for more than 25 <laughs> years but when you when you look back o- over that time what what would you say is the one thing that has changed the most in sales i suppose people increasingly don't want to be sold to the and certainly the the younger people coming through are not are not comfortable being harassed by salespeople um, they don't want to be bothered they're more comfortable browsing online so i think a, a different approach is required that's um, a little bit non-salesy a little bit anti-sales almost and, and mm. Yeah. And a bit less in your face. So that's you know, that's probably the thing I've noticed that's that's more frowned upon these days and less well. All right, Alex, listen, thank you for joining me today. Appreciate your time and the best of luck with your new sales academy. Thanks, Andy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.